Let me tell you a secret. Veterans are entering a world full of opportunity, but you can only participate if you know the tricks of personal branding, leveraging your skills in the modern digital economy, and most importantly, positioning your benefits and assets to give you financial control when you stop following orders. I'm Scott Tucker, and I'm here to tell you what they don't want you to know. Welcome to Veteran Wealth Secrets, where we show you how to go from apathy and aspiration to autonomy and financial control. Welcome back to Veteran Wealth Secrets. I'm Scott Tucker. And on today's show, we're just going to get into it on getting ready for military transition. Uh, I got a long interview or a longer interview. Uh, so I'm just going to let that play out because we we get into it. The whole point is lighting a fire under your ass on the realities of this day's coming one way or the other. You're going to be leaving the military and the military is going to keep moving on with or without you. And at some point, you have to take your life into your own hands and make some decisions. Figure out what is it you want to do? What skill sets do you need to build? What network do you need to create? So on and so forth. I'll just give you a little teaser there and introduce you to someone who's calling a good friend of mine who I met many years ago. Not many years ago. Gosh, seems like many now, but it's been a couple of years on LinkedIn that as he was very much having his own wake up call and what he's done in the years since then has been quite fascinating to watch. So just really excited to introduce you to Jared and we will see you on the next show. Make sure you're subscribing as always, sharing, rate and review. We appreciate it. All right. Now to the interview. are back live again. Hey, everybody, welcome to another episode of Veteran Wealth Secrets, the podcast coming to you live on YouTube and Facebook. For now, we'll be launching the audio traditional you know, podcast here in a few weeks after we've got uh, a bunch of interviews uh, recorded so we can roll them out on a very regular basis. Um, this is the system of creating podcasts and get a bunch of them under belt. I've now got almost 40 people scheduled for interviews over the next you know, month and a half or so. So we're going to be getting these out in uh, large numbers and uh, real excited. I want to announce today we launched uh, my book. We've had been working on it ever since the lockdown started happening. But Veteran Wealth Secrets, the post-military guide to autonomy and financial control is live today on Amazon. So make sure you go and pick that up. We'll leave a link in the description. But until Friday at midnight, it's free. So get it while it's free. I, I don't want to charge you. That Amazon's making us charge. So uh, go to Amazon, look for Veteran Wealth Secrets, get a free copy. Please leave us a review, share it with other people who might benefit uh, from the book, especially here in the next 36 hours while it's going to be free. And uh, finally, last thing, the show, as always, is brought to you uh, by my firm, US Vet Wealth, where we help our military and veterans and those in transition you know, look at a modern approach to all things financial. Because the bottom line is the whole concept of retirement planning, it doesn't work. It's been shoved down the throats of active duty military for the longest time, when frankly, it has nothing to do with that because the biggest 
opportunity in their life is the day they get out of the military and they've all been told how to do their financial stuff wrong. And I don't know why nobody else thinks about it this way, but we do. We think they deserve better on how to position their assets and resources. But speaking of which, I'm very excited to have a commander Jared Smith on the show today on the second episode. Jared, I'm going to bring you on. He's a commander. Whoops, did it again. Commander in the Navy, gone through some big transformations here in the last 18 months since I've got to know him. We met on LinkedIn. He's been a fun guy to watch, just completely re-educate himself and get into the online community, figure out where he can add value. And uh, what's up, man? Good to have you back on the show or on the new show. Hey, Scott. Thanks a lot for having me again. Yeah. Real excited to be here. I haven't seen you in a while because we've all been on lockdown, but uh, but we've talked a lot. And I know you're technically working at the Pentagon, but I don't think you've spent a day in there. I'm not sure. <laughs> two days. Yeah. So this is yeah, this is the American military. We're too afraid to go into our, our, our Pentagon. Great. Yeah, that gives me a lot of faith. But no, but tell us what's life like for you these days in uh still being in the Navy, yet looking at you know the future and and uh, what you got coming up. Hey, Scott, life is great and the future is bright. I do have to correct you, though. It's Jared H. Smith. I always use my middle initial because that last name Smith, there's trillions of people with it. Uh, yeah, actually, I do the same thing because if you Google Scott Tucker, the the crime billionaire guy comes up who's in, who did the payday loan scandal and he's got an Amazon documentary. <laughs> so I was like, Scott R. Tucker not trying to be weird, but I don't want to get confused with that guy. Here's how we're never going to forget it again. An aviator at my previous assignment at Subpack gave me a call sign and he's, he called me heck yeah, because of the gung-ho nature of, of the way I approach the work out there. So you can remember me by hashtag heck yeah. And that's uh that stands for my middle initials. So there you go. Oh, okay. And I'm assuming using heck versus the other version of that word is it was it was more... the other version that that aviator used. I had oh. to, to tidy it up for the kids. Oh, I see. Okay, that that made sense. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So what do you what have you been up to here since the lockdowns happened and and most people are obviously get forced to educate their kids and become homeschool teachers and stuff. I think you guys were already doing that anyways. No, no. Okay. The, the, the lockdown forced to forced us into the homeschooling environment. Mm -hmm. My wife wanted to provide our kids with more stability than we thought the public school system would be able to provide them with a lot of doing that. Northern Virginia. And um, she had always said that she did not want to homeschool. And I honored that wish. And on, on a dime, we uh, we turned and she started okay. homeschooling them, I guess, in, in early April, maybe late March. As we all went on lockdown, I was in school at the time in a, in a master's of science program at National Defense University. We were scheduled to do a lot of CONUS and OCONUS travel. I mean, all that got canceled because of the, the COVID pandemic. And that provided me a, a bit of a relief valve, believe it or not. And that gave mm -hmm. me the opportunity to, to really dig into this education piece that you talked about um, that I started on about 18 months ago once, once I met you. Yeah. We, we, the, sh the show is called Veteran Wealth Secrets. Now, our definition of wealth really doesn't, money is just a small part of it. Wealth is about your ability to control your time so that you can serve those whom you're meant to serve, so you can give back value of things you've learned or are learning as you build your digital, your skill sets and, 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 and new talent stacks. What's the secret that you wanted to share with the audience today? Every single active duty service member is transitioning right now. Very few understand that fact. 
It is, like you said, the one opportunity that we have in our life to knock it out of the park. I put the label Big M Mission on that for each individual service member. And the most important thing they can do from a U.S. Met Wealth perspective is recognizing today, right now, that every active duty service member is on a mission to transition out of uniform. There's information and certain processes that they need to grab hold of and run with throughout their mm-hmm. entire military service time. So what you're trying to, what you're doing is, and I, and I see you so active on LinkedIn, posting all sorts of you know, wisdom. And it looks like you're just, you're trying to shake everybody to say, Hey, l- listen, wake up. It's coming for us all one day. And so when you said people don't understand they're in their transition, what's like, look, I went to my retirement briefing. Of course I understand I'm in transition. I've learned the resume, but what do you mean by that? When you say that we don't understand, because I, I think you probably talk a little bit about from experience, how you felt like you were that guy. Yeah. So the example that I like to, to talk about is from about five years ago as a young 04 lieutenant commander major for you army air force folks out there yeah i had a collateral duty as the transition assistance program officer for that command and in the navy and i believe it's this way for all branches of service the transition bureaucratic steps reside at the individual command level wherever that is so that command is responsible for transitioning service members either separating and or retiring out of service and making sure that all of those check blocks are are met. And by the way, let me caveat at this point, nothing I say here is representative of the U.S. government, Department of Defense, or any any U.S. Navy element. I am not wearing a rank on this, on this show today, and I'm speaking as Jared H. Smith. But with that said, I helped five junior officers separate out of service, and I helped five senior officers retire out of service. And I say I say it help with kind of tongue in cheek, because what I did was make sure they checked all their blocks for the bureaucracy to make sure that they could get out when they got out. What I didn't realize at the time was that that could have been me too. And I did not recognize the fact that I too was on a transition mission. Then I had an idea that, yeah, I would get out one day, but I had no structure. I had no specific tasks of things I should be doing then or earlier Mm -hmm. in order to set myself up to give me the the slack and the flexibility I would need at that inevitable transition date. And the reason is because I was focused on the little M mission of that Mm -hmm. command assignment. And these systems do not take care of us individually of uh, on our, what I call my three pillars of life on our health pillar concerning utilizing the medical system to the fullest, what I call the status pillar, which is our identities beyond, beyond the rank or the weapons platform or the service branch. Mm -hmm. And then on the wealth piece either, because they are continuing to educate us in the traditional model of wealth planning that is completely and totally tied around the financial services industry. And they're having us funnel all of our resources into these vehicles that are not putting cash flow in our pockets, but are lining the pockets of these of these custodians on Wall Street. And it's been a long 18 month journey for me coming to the real realization mm-hmm. that they don't have my best interest in mind. Right. No, or the bureaucrats of government paying the taxes, the people justifying their jobs to keep on going. It's 
you know, between Wall Street and K Street, why would they care? It's there. Everybody works in their self interest, best self interest. And I think in the military, we get so used to not working in our own best self interest because exactly right. we sign up to serve. We forget that, hey, when you're not on duty, you need to spend every waking moment being self-interested and not waiting until that retirement or transition brief to finally think about it. So that's interesting. You say that Scott, I've been fortunate enough to have been one in a position to, to have the pressure relief valve open back in the spring to give me a chance to breathe again and think about this. Mm-hmm. And since then, whenever I did engage medical and force them to get me healthy on a medical challenge, I had, um, my whole life has changed. I am, I'm a much better officer and a much better person right now during the work day, because I know that me being able to take real care of my people when I am my best self can happen. So I don't see it as, I don't see it as all, all little mission service focus while on the job and then all self-interest off the job. They're connected. We have to blend that together. So let, let me, let's dig in a little bit deeper into the kind of five years ago or so when you were a transition officer, it, it, and really it was just an assignment. So you're just like, what's the duty description? It, it didn't it right. didn't register per se, like, I will have to do this eventually. I might as well understand it and get better right. at it for myself now. And you've now started, you're still a few years away from when you plan to get out. So you've been prepping a few years ahead of time. 23 months. Talk, 23, okay, well, it's coming up close. It but, is. But still, I know from experience, most folks are thinking about this actively about six to 12 months out. What yeah, are you seeing? What are you seeing in our in the community these days? As the lockdown has it improved? Is there have been any improvement and change in folks thinking about this a little earlier? And if not, what can we do other than just yelling from the mountaintop as much as possible? <laughs> but still. So here's the thing, Scott. And no, I don't think there has. Uh, because I'm trying to get my message out. I've been actively interviewing and talking to and getting feedback from my peers at the senior officer ranks. I've also Mm -hmm. talked to some junior officers from my past as well. And the the problem is it's not the mission, right? Mm. We're focused on little and mission. And my stance is they blend together. They're they're both. The, the, The issue is folks that are waiting until six to 12 months out. And even those that finally wake up to the fact at 24 months out, how long did it take us going through the training pipelines early on in service to get into the psychology that we were put into for our first operational assignment. Mm-hmm. How long did it take? For me, it was four years at West Point and then another at least 12 months for officer basic and then right. showing up my first unit. And I was like, I still have no idea what I'm doing. So it's I just- not a, it's not a matter of having an idea of what you're doing though, but yeah. just like you, I had, I was a 90 day wonder coming from Navy OCS Then I went into a a two, what was that? Two to three year pipeline to get me equipped to go to the fleet and Mm -hmm. serve on that submarine right out of the gate. So this, so we have undergone a a major psychological change in military training. TAP doesn't give us that back. TAP does not offer that, hey, self first idea that this capitalistic economy and democratic republic runs on. That is where it starts. 
And when you're in the pressure cooker of the the little M mission in your last assignment, staff or operational, either one, they're all hard. When you're in that pressure cooker of an environment and then you're told, hey, here's how you use LinkedIn, here's how you write your resume, here's how you interview, and then sit on your way, we're set up for failure. Yeah, because let's just be brutally honest. It's not like you're going from a corporate job to a corporate job when you leave the military. And the way that we act like it, it is, is disingenuous, it, it ends up back. I know everybody means who's, but again, the people doing the transition assistance programs, again, they're like you, they're holding an assignment. They've got to check boxes that some bureaucrat way high up in the Department of Defense determined that this is what every soldier must go through to get out of the military. It's That's we're all the same. And exactly what, right. what a shame, because ironically, if we got out in, in a more individual way, how much better would we look back at our military service and not to mention how much better would we represent as veterans within exactly. our community versus just we like hiring veterans because they're hard workers. It's I don't know that's always true, because if you don't tell them exactly what to do, a lot of the time we get confused. And so we have to go down that right. individual journey path to, to discover how it's, what, what, what fills up. And it's not. And it doesn't it, happen overnight. This, this took me it's, seven or eight years. Yeah, it's the, it's the it's the missing piece, Scott. I, I really believe that. And again, referencing my unique opportunity in the spring with COVID and and my specific assignment being a student, releasing, I had the chance to go through a self reflection workshop. I actually went through three by just by chance with two two programs that I purchased took for self improvement, and then a third was a free offering. It wasn't free because it cost me two and a half days of my my very valuable time, but those changed my life. Yeah. When you when I met you, you sent me a blind LinkedIn message asking if I wanted a free LinkedIn profile review. When I was in the mindset of having to go to corporate America and get a supply chain job, because that's what I've done um, in service to the nation for 18 years. Yeah. And then I asked you, I was like, do you want to do you, is that what you want to do? And you were like, no, yeah, I, I don't, I even, I think I might've said, I don't know, maybe, yeah, but, some but I, I have the entrepreneurial spirit. I, was, I had my first and only company right out of high school and I'm going into business for myself. These government programs that are offered, the two-day boost of business workshop, for example, when somebody's taking that stuff within two years of, of getting out of the service, I just don't see that there's any way that somebody can do what they need to do to then launch a business and get a customer base and have that thing going by the time that they separate and or retire out of the service. Yeah, it's a much longer time. It's a much longer ramp than that. And I didn't just start this year. And I've been thinking about this for a while. I took Boost of Business about four or five years ago as well, but I didn't know what to do. And it, it takes time. And I think the the issue with, there's a lot of, you know, how to start a business programs out there and, and they're great resources. Absolutely. Yet the assumption is, it's I'm going to start almost like a brick and mortar business. And and right. so you got to go to get your LLC. Then you got to get your bank yeah. loan and, and get your lawyers and all that. And it's, you know, it's like, now. actually, does any of that really matter unless you actually have sales and marketing skills? Like that's what you need to do. You need to learn how to build an audience. Yeah. And there's never been a better time in the digital you know, world right now where I think that's everybody right. should be starting a business on their that's, phone that's to, right. at least, to at least try and test it out. So, I know that's what you've been doing. And I know you're experimenting in a lot of ways uh, to build those skill sets. But tell us what the three years from now, what would have to happen for you to feel 
good about your success personally, professionally, as you're rolling out these uh, this new program? Right now, it's called the Commissioned That's, Officer's that, Guide, right? Yeah, I'll get into that in a second, Scott. Okay. No matter how much money, resources, time, and effort I put into this, if I can save one veteran's life with yeah. it, then it's, it's a success. Awesome. Now, that's the that's the emotional answer as to why I started this. Mm -hmm. This started when I saw another 22 push-up challenge on Facebook in 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 March or April. And none of us are Captain America, Chuck Norris strong. These push-ups are not moving the planet and we need to get real about about mm -hmm. the, the veteran suicide crisis. And I I believe to the very depths of my being that it is a mixture of poor medical use during service that leads to poor health when we leave. It is a part of not being financially uh, prepared like we could be prepared and not having our wealth picture in place or aligned last, with or aligned with, with what you want to do. And then lastly, it's that it goes to my status pillar and the identity and not mm -hmm. being hung up on the rank and the weapons platform and the service branch and the limb mission that we've been charged to to go and, and defend the country with all three of those pillars just so i can make this point all three of those pillars for me reside on a foundation of relationships and relationships come back to psychology influence and persuasion of the people in your world so until we can get ourselves right and get right with our identities and who it is we are as core beings mm -hmm. without our rank and the uniform it's going to be really hard yeah, I, I I love that you're focused on that. I think combating the depression, suicide epidemic, a, a lot of it has to do. I, I feel very much the same way. That's at the end behind my mission. You get guys. You see, see a lot of people come out and they might be super wealthy, but they're miserable at the same time. And it's just, yep. and then then we get confused and look around, going, "What do we do? I, I don't know. What what? I thought it was going to be different." And then if you um, don't have relationships in place to call and get help. Yeah. We see the 22 per day, and I'm extremely scared that it's going to rise in the in the economic environment ahead. Yeah, if they keep up with these lockdowns and stuff, like this is dangerous. I, yeah. I, I believe. But uh, so, but so Scott, before we forget, yeah. I know we're running out of time here soon, but I, I will to expand on. Yeah, my, my company, uh, the Commission Officers Guide, has come up with a turbo transition tool, is okay. what I'll call it, and that is part of my Freedom Accelerator program that I am rolling out and now it's in its beta version now. And I plan on it being full throttle come January 1st, 2021. And I'm trying to figure out exactly how to go about getting people to, to use it once they know about it. And then we're going to, we're going to fix this. So this, is it a course or a, a coaching program or just to guide people into transition in a different way earlier? What's the main crux of what makes it different? It's all the above, Scott. Okay. It's, it's, it is structured to begin upon graduation from training pipelines right now for officers. Mm -hmm. The idea is that these officers will get equipped and informed and then go take care of their people and all every operational assignment and staff assignment that they're, that they're assigned to. Mm -hmm. And... It really is all the above because if somebody doesn't pick it up straight out of the training pipelines and they've got 25 or 30 years in and they think they're going to 35, they can start now. If they are a year out or more, they can start now. My, my program is a five-year planning 
horizon because I, I believe in my very being that it takes five years to set yourself up to get this right. And if we've got some structure and a little bit of direction and a coach or a guide holding you to task to, to take care of your personal business throughout military service, then, then we can send every active duty service member back to society to be a healthy contributing member to it and not a burden upon it. Yeah. And as e even what I love about this is your focus on during active duty, the, the more that you're aware of, wouldn't we want to have a better understanding of how civilian life works anyway, so we could better relate to our community that we're serving to defend? It's weird that we would separate, that we always separate ourselves so much. Absolutely. In, in this day and age, you know, the, the connectability, the ability to build relationships, have networks. I think it's only going to improve the active duty career well, absolutely right for post-military careers so and we got we've got to we've got to build that bridge back between us and the population because i've mm -hmm. read that it has spread it is widening and, and that's a problem and, and what i've done with this program scott all, all i've done was taken the weapon systems readiness life cycle phase and laid that onto the individual service member because okay. we all need to be ready to return to society to go do great things and not get out there and ask ask for handouts Awesome, man. Hey, I, I applaud uh, your effort on just experimenting, throwing stuff against the wall, learning the skills, being an example of what I've been preaching for the longest time, what our friend Jason talks about all the time. Yeah. It's like we have to take self-responsibility and control if you want to find have the freedom to find your happiness and it's not about just getting rich <laughs> control your control your future right right yeah, so i i'll end with this scott and this just came up recently but i consider myself the dwight d eisenhower equivalent for the service member transition war and i am assembling teams right now for us to fight it let's take the beach yeah. All right, Jared, how do people find uh, find you, get a hold of you, find out about your program? Uh, you got a website yeah. or link? Yeah, I've got a website, www.jaredhsmith.com. You can also search in any browser for The Commissioned Officer's Guide. And then uh, LinkedIn is my main social media platform of choice because there's 190,000 military officers that identify themselves as transitioning military officers, which tells me they don't know what they want to do with their life whenever they um, get done in uniform. Mm -hmm. um, search hashtag heck yeah or hashtag Python, P-I-T-I-M-E for the number 3.14. <laughs> hashtag Python has all of my um, content, video feed and posts and whatnot. So you can reach out to me through, reach out to me through LinkedIn and uh, yeah, or sign up for my content on my website as well. Okay, cool. Awesome, man. We'll look forward to chatting to you again in the future and see how things are going in 2021. And we'll see you online, man. But have a great rest of your day. Thanks, Scott. You too. Thanks again for listening to another episode of Veteran Well Secrets. Be sure to subscribe to us on all the podcast channels, also on YouTube, and share it with a friend. Visit our website at usvetwealth.com to get access to all of our free resources, including the first three chapters of Veteran Wealth Secrets, the post-military guide to gaining autonomy and control. You can get that today on our website, first three chapters for free, or you can go to amazon.com if you want the Kindle or paperback. We have other resources all over the website, so check out usvetwealth.com to learn more.